you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hi, this is Dan Miller. Happy holidays to you. This is a great time of year to be looking forward to what's coming. And if you're not in work that you love, this is a great time to be planning for moving into work that you love in the coming year. Yes, I do believe there are enough opportunities around us for that to be true for virtually anyone. You know, Joanna and I just spent a few days up in Chicago as we do every year just before Christmas. And, you know, there's a lot of people walking the streets who just seem to be hopeless. Now, of course, some people have just made their work appearing to be hopeless and hoping to get the generosity of other people. You know, I told Joanne just this morning, we were walking down the street in Chicago and I said, you know, when these people have laminated signs, it just seems like they're a little too polished to be authentic, homeless and needy. It seems like they've really turned what they're doing into the work that they do. Now, again, in some ways, I guess I commend them for doing that. I mean, I have people come up and golly, they jump down and start shining one shoe, you know, so you're going to look goofy if you walk off with only one shoe shined, feel obligated to get the other one done. I mean, some of their tactics aren't very professional, obviously, but um, I don't think that's the best approach. I think there are more honorable things to do than just hoping to take advantage of the generosity of other people around holidays. So I hope that's not your best plan. Hopefully you can come up with better ideas than that. I'm sure that you can. Well, every week we take a look at some of the questions that have come in from you, the listeners, and choose some of the best questions that will give help not only to you, but to, to others, including me as well. It's helpful to me to research questions that come in and to figure out how we can all do this thing called life a little better. Well, again, Dan Miller, I'm your host on the 48 days online radio show. The 48 days comes from the title of a book I wrote a few years ago, 48 days to the work you love. And that book continues to do really well. And I'm uh, pleased and honored by that. I've added some other material along the way, the rudder of the day, uh, no more Mondays and then no more dreaded Mondays and working on a couple new books right now that I'll be excited to get in the cooker here real quickly. A couple that will be coming out in the next few months. But here are some of the questions we're going to be looking at this week. Someone says, Dan, I want to live beyond awesome. I love that phrase. I want to live beyond awesome. Dan, how can I increase income with my classic wooden boat tour business in Portland? Guy's got a great idea. We'll talk about how to accelerate that a little bit. Dan, can I teach meditation and wellness online and make real money? Should I come up with a name for my company before I contact companies about distributing their goods? Dan, is there a $5 a month service that I can offer to individuals and build up a 2000 membership list that would pay my salary so I can volunteer full time at my church? Now there's a plan just get something that people pay $5 a month for, get 2,000 people to subscribe, that's $10,000 a month, boom, you're done. Is it that easy? Well, we'll talk about that. And someone wants to know, does anyone ever really get anything extra by trying to negotiate their salary? Now, I talk about a lot 
that issue in the books that I've written. And when I do speeches, you know how you can negotiate your salary only when somebody wants you and you want them, isn't an appropriate time, but then you can be in a position of strength to discuss and work on your salary. Well, here's a quotation for today. It's a little lengthy, but it's one I want to include. I have this at the back of the book, No More Dreaded Mondays, and it has to do with change. And as we're right on top of a brand new year here, it's a time when all of us are looking for change. Here's a good starting point. Now, this comes from an inscription on the tomb of an Anglican bishop in Westminster Abbey is in London. I've seen this. It's a really cool thing. Here's the quotation. When I was young and free and my imagination had no limits, I dreamed of changing the world. As I grew older and wiser, I discovered the world would not change. So I shortened my sights somewhat and decided to change only my country. But it too seemed immovable. As I grew into my twilight years in one last desperate attempt, I settled for changing only my family, those closest to me. But alas, they would have none of it. And now I realize as I lie in my deathbed, if I had only changed myself first, then by example, I might have changed my family from their inspiration and encouragement. I would then have been able to better my country. And who knows? I might have even changed the world. Great quotation. Well, too often we try to change others or our company or the church or simply our circumstances. Perhaps the best place to start is to change ourselves. Now, we've got some events coming up this next year. If you are one of the many who want to write a book, make this the year that you come to our Right to the Bank event. You can get details on that at the 48days.com site, the Right to the Bank event. We've got a Coaching with Excellence event coming up in January. So a lot of you have already registered for that. Check on the details for that. We'd love to have you come and help explore the ways you can take your coaching, whether that's in sports, health, and fitness, in careers, spiritual direction, parenting, marriage, whatever it happens to be. If you want to be a coach and really leverage that into creating significant income, we help you figure out how to do that. Uh, It's not that complicated. I'm not saying that it's easy, but it's not that complicated. And a lot of times people just overlook even after they've invested time and energy and money in becoming a great coach. So you understand the psychodynamics of coaching, but how do you turn that into generating significant income? And we show you how to leverage that and uh, how to create significant income. A lot of the same principles we talk about in right to the bank. If you want to write, a lot of people have uh, proved that they are good writers, but now having had a book They're disappointed in that it's not producing big money for them. They thought they were going to be the next Danielle Steele or John Grisham. That's not happening. Well, you can get closer to that than you might suspect if you understand how to promote and sell your book yourself. We'd love to have you come to the Right to the Bank event. Now, I'm going to play you a little music clip here, and then I'm going to talk about it for a minute. I'll explain why as we get into it. Now you may not recognize the singers there, but believe me, they are very popular. That song just came out a couple months ago and hit at number seven on the country charts when it came out. 
people you're listening to have sold a whole lot of records. One of the pair, it's a brother-sister, one of the pair has sold over 80 million albums. Now, that's Donnie and Marie Osmond. Now, I'm not uh, promoting Donnie and Marie Osmond except to use them as an example of some things that are being done really right. Now, I mentioned Joanne and I were just in Chicago for our annual pre-Christmas uh, just get away, which we've been doing every year for about 25 years. Joanne's birthday's on the 22nd of December. As a little girl, it was always overshadowed by Christmas, and so I've always made a big deal out of it. We go to Chicago. Always interesting just to see the sights, obviously, but there are always things that we learn just by being observant, which I know you're doing as well, no matter where you are. Just keep your antenna up, keep your eyes open. That's the way that you see things that other people don't see and find opportunities that other people miss. But here's why I mentioned Donnie and Marie Osmond. Now, Donnie is 54 years old, Marie is 52 as I speak. They've been performing together for over 49 years. Now here's what happens a lot when somebody's had the amount of success that they have had. You see this happen all the time. They start to get sloppy and lazy and assume that they can just rest on the success that they've had and thus not be as professional as perhaps they were starting out. Now I see this, I see this at a very basic level. I mean, I see people who start a podcast and all of a sudden, you know, they've got a few thousand listeners and they start to get sloppy. They don't take care of the little details to make it sound professional. They don't listen to themselves to improve it and make it better. And we went to, we went to see Donnie and Marie while we were in Chicago, had no plans to do that. I had checked in advance, saw that they were going to be there. And frankly, we, it wasn't high on our list to go, but we, um, ran into another businessman on the street <laughs> who happened to have some tickets. That's his business. He buys tickets for events and then he stands outside the event the night of and sells them to people. And he wasn't having a whole lot of success when we ran into him and I ended up getting tickets. We really were not going to go. I mean, I told him that we were not interested in going. Uh, we just had dinner. We were going to go down to Garrett's popcorn and stock up on some popcorn to bring back to our own kids and so we were just enjoying a stroll on the, on the sidewalk, but he, we talked and, and I eventually, I bought two tickets from them. Now they were front row balcony seats. They were fantastic seats right in the middle on the aisle. And I bought them for pennies on the dollar. I'm embarrassed to tell what I actually paid for them, but got them extremely inexpensive. Well, I'll tell you, I paid 20 bucks a piece for them. They're like hundred dollar tickets and I paid 20 bucks a piece for them. So we went. And I'm really glad that we did. Again, I, I don't know that it's going to make me a big Donnie and Marie Osmond music fan, but they, they have just released a new album, I understand. But I was impressed. I was really impressed with the, with the quality of their show. It was first class all the way. The choreography was fantastic. The other actors and performers they had in the show were just stellar. The quality of the performance. Uh, the music, there was a lot of going back through time and then doing some um, different different kinds of music. I mean, doing rhythm and blues and doing country and doing rock and jazz and having clips of things they've done during the year. It was a very well done show. And it just reminded me, you know, excellence never goes out of style. 
Now you see people who again rest on the success they had 20 years ago and now they're just kind of hoping that people somehow still show up because they have a popular name. I didn't feel that was the case with Donnie and Marie at all. They created a new show. Now this is a show they're doing in Vegas. So, you know, they, they're doing, you don't just uh, slouch around if you're going to do a show in Vegas. You know, we've seen lots of them there and believe me, they're all high quality if they're going to have any longevity in Vegas. So they did that. And I just had to appreciate the fact that they were doing it. And it was a, it was a great reminder to me, never stop being excellent. Never stop trying to do things with more excellence than what you're doing it now. I mean, I want to, I, I want to be at the leader of the pack in that. You know, I keep working with people in terms of technology, performance, speech, quality of content, everything to try to do things better and better and better to never rest on your current achievements or you'll be falling behind. Well, anyway, enough on that. Let me move on to some questions here. Jen McDonald uh, from uh, Lindstrom, Minnesota says, just wanted to say I loved your talk on goals last week. Thanks for sharing your goals worksheet under the resources page. Uh, your resources page is like dipping into a bag of goodies. Goals are the map to succeeding in life. Sometimes it's easy to get wrapped up in the everyday time robbers. And we forget to look at the overall picture of how we want our life framed. I've been a bit wrapped up with other things lately. And your podcast was a firm reminder to invest some time to get my personal goals written out for 2012. Thank you for doing what you do. Live beyond awesome, my friend and Merry Christmas. Well, that's where I got the phrase from Jen, live beyond awesome. Jen is one who I've watched what she's done, her involvement in 48days.net, the social networking community we have there. She's been very, very active there. She came to one of our live events last year, came to the Right to the Bank event, went home, did everything we talked about, knocked out her first book really quickly, and has done some amazing things to market that. So she's one you can watch her smoke and learn how to do things well. Incidentally, I did talk a lot about setting goals, having clear sense of where you're going. Just did a podcast with the Dave Ramsey group. Dave Ramsey's newest book is Entree Leadership. Talked about that several times and that being a, a great resource. If you're building an organization of any kind, how to be a good leader. Dave's been a great example of that has created a corporate culture that is uh, the envy of people across the country voted, uh, I think six or seven years in a row. Now the best place to work in Nashville. So a lot to be said for the corporate culture that they've created there, but they're doing a series of podcasts around the principles that he shares in entree leadership and in entree leadership, Dave shares how he and I, we're scratching our heads about 20 years ago, trying to figure out how, what we were going to do personally and how I emphasized to him the importance of having a personal mission statement and a company mission statement. And so they interviewed me, Chris Locurdo from Dave's team interviewed me a couple of weeks ago on the whole concept of having a personal mission statement. So you can go to their website, go to Dave Ramsey's Entree Leadership website, click on the podcast and you can listen to that about a 30 minute interview that we did. And I think it's got some good content in there to really help you shape your own personal mission statement, which is part of setting goals confidently and knowing really, you know, what it is you want to accomplish. Having a personal mission statement, the acts as a filter. I mean, when something comes my way, a new opportunity presents itself, I can decide instantly whether or not 
that's something I'm going to be doing. Now I say instantly, I mean, that's going to be true for 85, 90% of the time, at least because having identified a personal mission statement, it helps me filter ideas in advance. So I can, I can then decide very quickly, is this something that's going to embrace my personal mission statement or conflict with it? Well, I want things that add to my mission statement. Obviously I don't want things that conflict with it. So I'm going to do things that line up. Well, here's a message from Dave himself. Hey, this is Dave Ramsey, and you're listening to my longtime friend and career coach, Dan Miller, on I Love My Work. Now, back to Dan. Well, let's go to the next question. Seth Vore from Portland, Oregon, has a really interesting situation he's presented to us here. Dan, thanks so much for inspiring me to start my own business and believe I can have the work I love. I recently launched PortlandBoatTours.com. Now you can go to portlandboattours.com and I'm funding on Kickstarter for the next 48 days to get it rolling this spring. It's a classic wooden boat tour business for people to see our city in a unique way. What I'm struggling with is scaling this to be larger income wise besides selling souvenirs or just concessions on the boat. Can you think of any other creative ways to turn this into more than just a business that scales with the amount of time I'm personally on the water in a boat giving tours? You talk about passive income and how to get paid while you sleep, but I'm having trouble connecting this to that model. Thanks for all you do, Seth. All right. So again, Seth, in the video, I watched the little video that Seth has up there at Kickstarter showing him in the boat and it's a beautiful wooden boat. And I assume that's the boat he's going to be giving tours in. And Seth, I love what you're doing. Now, let me explain for our listeners a little bit about the model that you're using when you say that you're using Kickstarters. Kickstarter is a site where you present your idea and then you ask other people to get involved by committing money to the project so you can get started quicker, but it doesn't just mean that you're making a charitable donation. Now in Seth's case, he has in there, you can donate, you know, $10 or pledge $10, $25, $50, I think $900 different amounts. And then you get different things. You get different rewards for doing that. Now, Seth, I'll tell you right now, I went in there and I pledged a hundred dollars to your the $5,000 that you're raising. And it looks like people are responding pretty quickly, which is really cool. So you're asking for 5,000 and I pledged a hundred dollars. Now here's what I'm going to get. Here's what Seth has promised me as a result of my pledging a hundred dollars to help him start his wooden boat tour business in Portland, Oregon. You get a hard copy of his book. He's going to write a book about this first year of starting up a business and all the details of what goes on. I think it's a great idea. So I'm going to get a hard copy of his book and a 75 minute private boat tour, an invitation to the kickoff party and a bumper sticker. Now I have no idea when I'm going to be in Portland, Oregon. I live just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. That's a long ways away, but I went ahead and did that. Chances are in the next year I'll be in Portland. It seems to be a, a hot spot for conferences and events and speaking opportunities. So I'm sure that I'll be there. And I went ahead and booked that. Now, if I don't get there, it's not like I'm going to ask for a refund. I mean, I just, I did it because I think it's a cool thing that Seth is doing, but now here's, I want to add some things, Seth, to what you're doing there as well. 
Again, I love what you're doing, how you're approaching it, but the first thing you've got to do is raise massive awareness. And you've got to make this something that people want to participate in, want to know about and get involved in, even if they don't live in Portland. If, if they just live there in Portland, or if they're just going to be visitors there once over the next five years, you know, you've got a pretty small market, but you want this to be something that's so exciting that people want to be involved. Just like me, they want to be involved, even if they don't live there or they're not regular visitors there. I want you to get a website up pronto. It doesn't have to be complicated or expensive, certainly but you need to get a website up. So there's more than just the Kickstarter promotion. So people can see more what's going on. Start blogging about your experience right now. That'll be going into your book anyway. So you're just creating content that'll be going into your book, but start blogging. That'll get you more traffic than anything I can possibly suggest. Find others that are doing similar things, comment on their blogs and what they're doing on their websites, offer advice Another thing, get involved in 48days.net, Seth. My man, I, I went there. I thought, surely you're involved there so you can tell all these other people what you're doing. Get involved in 48days.net. You've got over 10,000 people there who are excited about creative business ideas like this. I mean, reach out and touch somebody. You can reach out and touch 10,000 people real quickly just by signing in on 48days.net and letting people there know what it is that you're doing. You'll find that there's a whole lot of people who not only will be excited about it, people can make contributions, but also people give you invaluable advice where they may have had a similar idea and they'll give you advice about how you can grow that business. I worked with a gentleman once um, who had, oh, well, I'm, I'm really drawing a blank here. It's the little skinny boats that universities have where you have about eight guys in them and they go about 80 miles an hour through the water. I cannot think of the name of the, the little boat. I'm sure a lot of you will help me out with that. But anyway, he did, he started that and started that as a club and how oh, he built it. So he had, you know, really active, big club, but it's people like that that you want to talk to. So you get in more information about how to do that. Hey, congratulations, Seth, on what you're doing, how you're doing it. I'm eager to see your Portland boat tours just thrive and grow and prosper. Well, Andrea from Orlando, Florida says, Dan, I'm a nurse practitioner with a graduate background in psychiatry and mental health. I've had five years experience with this psychiatric background, became a registered nurse in 1998. I'm most interested in anxiety, stress reduction for the working well. I currently am in a consulting position, which has been great with its flexible schedule and its wonderful owner and management. The problem is it's not my passion since all I do is medication management. I have three children all under three years old and my priority is to find at home work that can generate a stream of income that could hopefully eventually become a main source of income and compensating what I enjoy. I've recently thought about teaching self mediate meditation well, I had to stop there because you just said all you're doing is medication management, but you're saying you thought about teaching self meditation with a website and perhaps wellness coaching online. Any ideas of how to turn my knowledge and interest into a job from home? Sure. And go first thing I, I would suggest that you do is go to 48days.com website, go to resources 
You'll see a drop down under that are, are some worksheets. Download the file titled 48 Marketing Tips. Now it's free. Just download that. I got 48 things in there that you can do. What I want you to do, Andrea, is to go through there and choose four or five things that you can start doing and the, the things in there that you'll find that really do create income. I mean, you'll find workshops, teleseminars, creating audio products, speaking at conferences, those kind of things. You can take the content where you want to talk about meditation and wellness. Sure. Those are real popular topics. If you can do something that, you know, where you come up with an interesting name and you've got a creative hook. Now, a lot of times, like when I speak, I, I speak a lot where I use like a famous quotation and there was a sec, second century disciple named St. Arrhenius who said the glory of God is man fully alive. Well, one of the presentations I do uses that quotation, the glory of God is man fully alive. Then what does it mean to be fully alive in your work? Those are the kind of things that you can use as a takeoff. So there's something unique about, and, and we call that a hook. So you, you can't just talk about wellness. I mean, it's too generic. You won't get people to respond to that. But if you take a well-known quotation and make it your own and say, this is how we're going to unpack this. Another one that I use is comes from Langston Hughes, who is a um, poet author. And one of his best known little poems starts like this. It says, hold fast to dreams for if dreams die, life is like a broken winged bird that cannot fly. I mean, isn't that a poignant picture? Life is like a broken winged bird that cannot fly if your dreams are broken. Well, so I talk, I talk about that. And I talk about it is now a good time to pursue your dreams or is now because of the way the economy is and blah, blah, blah is now just a time to hunker down and just be practical and realistic. Well, obviously you wouldn't expect me to go in that direction. I think that was a great time to act on your dreams Hold fast to dreams for if dreams die, life is like a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams for if dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. Well, you can do the same. Absolutely. You can do those things and turn your interest in meditation and wellness into real full-time income. Scott from Boston says, Dan, I liked your idea about becoming a distributor from your 48 business ideas publication. The question is, should I come up with a name for my company and get a business license first before I contact companies about distributing their goods? Or should I contact the companies first and then get the license after I know I have some companies interested in working with me? Would it help me to have a website up? So I look more like a professional business and not a person working from home, which is the reality what are the steps I should take and in what order so I can get this going in the best possible way. Thanks for your knowledge, ideas, and inspiration. Well, Scott, you know, great questions. And we can kind of lay out a pattern for you here and what you need to do. And yes, you do need to do some of these things in advance. If you contact companies and you have not done any of these steps, it'll be hard to take you seriously and you're going to have difficulty, uh, you know, really getting the connections set up that you're looking for. So select a name, do that. Have a great name. Come up with a great name. Uh, my son and I are having a lot of fun right now. We're coming up with a title for a book. Now our working title is wisdom meets passion. 
And that's really the concept. We want to talk about the, the passion that the younger generation tends to have, the wisdom that the older generation tends to have. And yet you aren't going to be successful at any, wherever you are in the continuum of life, whatever age you are, if you do not have both wisdom and passion. So that's a concept, but I don't think that's a title that really grabs people. So we're looking for a title, perhaps even a created one word that would describe the people who have both wisdom and passion. But I love that process and, and I'm not panicked about the fact that we've been working on it for a couple of weeks now. I mean, the book is pretty well written and I haven't even decided what I want the title to be. Now, the publisher will get involved, but I want to go into the game, obviously having some clear ideas firmly in place. And so we're just brainstorming, but that's, that's what you got to do when you're coming up with a name for your business, select a name, then get a business license. Now you can go down to your local County clerk's office and get that business license. It's going to cost you about 20 bucks for a year. So it's not a big deal. It will trigger some other things. So you need to know that you are in fact serious about being in business, but then that allows you to go to the bank and open up a business account, which I would encourage you to do. Most banks require that you do have a business license rather than just a DBA doing business as in your own personal name. So select a name, get a business license, get a resale license. Now that comes through your state and no matter what still, let's see you are in Massachusetts. So just go to the Massachusetts dot gov, you know, go to the, the website for the Massachusetts state government, and it'll show you there how to get a, a resale license for your state. What that means is, and you'll want this, what that means is as a distributor, you do not have to pay tax when you purchase products. Now it's, it, it's really cumbersome. If you have to pay tax on what you pay, and then when you sell it, you have to pay you have to collect tax anyway. So it's a lot cleaner to not pay tax when you purchase products. And then when you sell them, you collect tax. And then what you do is you fill out a very simple form. I do ours myself every month here at 48 days. I'll have accountants, you know, who handle all the major work, blah, blah, blah. I don't do the P and L's and all those kind of things, but I do the tax statement because it's due on the 20th. That may not coincide with the time where our, bookkeeper is going to come in. So I just go ahead and do it. It takes me about five minutes to do a monthly tax return showing our sales tax because it's all automated through the shopping carts on our website. It's not a big deal, but we purchase, we can go to office Depot and buy 500 three ring binders that we're going to use to create one of our products. We don't pay tax on that. At Costco, we buy a lot of things at Costco. We don't pay tax on the things that we're going to use that create products that we're going to sell through our business. And then when we sell those products, we collect tax, which is what you would be expected to do. Get a website up so you look more professional. Now, the things I mentioned here, again, I took a little time, but they're really not that complicated. Select a name, get a business license, get a resale license from your state, get a website up, so you do look more professional. Those are all very simple steps. They can be done in a week. Don't drag it out, make them come, just get them done. Really, literally, those can all be done in a week, but those will open doors for you. Then you can contact the companies about being a distributor. And the very cool thing is in today's virtual business world, you can be working from home and still you know, for all the world to see, look like a very substantial company. Nothing deceitful about that. 
That's what you want to do. You want to be so professional that people assume right out of the starting gate that you really are an up and running, significant, reputable, credible company. Well, Brad from Johnson City, Illinois says, tell you what, let me bring in, let me bring in a little music here. Uh, You can think about this. This is one of my favorite old pieces here. Give me a chance to review this question real quick. Well, hey, you can't go wrong with you, too. No, that, I know that's a common theme. Still haven't found what I'm looking for, and I know they're talking about romance there, but it, it certainly applies in a broader sense when you are at that point where you're kind of getting a sense of what it is that you want to do. You still haven't found what you're looking for. Hey, get involved in the 48 Days community. Uh, send me a question. If you got a question, you can shoot that in. Just go to the podcast link at 48days.com and you can shoot a question in. Again, this is Dan Miller, your host on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Uh, answering questions that you, the readers and listeners, submit. I'd be delighted to include a question from you in an upcoming show. This is Brad from Johnson City, Illinois, who says, Dan, here's an idea I'd like to develop into a goal for 2012. I love working in television and video ministries. I've worked full-time for one of the largest Christian television networks for more than 21 years, but now I want to pursue my true passion. I would love to work for a specific church in another state that has a great potential for making faith-based movies and large productions, but at this time they don't have a budget for a full-time video production director. Now here's his question. Here's Brad's question. Is there a $5 a month service that I can offer to individuals and build up a 2000 membership list that would pay my salary? So I would be able to volunteer full time for this church. Now, if you think through there, that's a reasonable question. If he had something where people would just pay $5 a month, if it's sports information or if it's information about running a business or if it's information about where to find the best deals in town, just $5 a month. All he needs is 2000 members. And that'll, that's going to create, do the math on that. That's 10, 10 grand a month, $10,000 a month, man, that'd be cool. Is there such a thing out there? No. Now, obviously there are sites like that out there. There are the whole lot of membership things. There are a whole lot of things. I mean, you can get, um, you can get Pandora, you know, music, or you download it free, but then you're limited to 40 hours a month. I think it is. So if you hit that max, then they're going to say, well, just upgrade. You know, it's only like $39 a year. So if you have, you know, thousands of people do that, obviously that's a lot of money. Is that easy? No, no, no. Frankly, I think it's a whole lot less work to do something else to generate the income you need. Now you can go through, you you go through like the 48 no or low cost business ideas that I've got. As a matter of fact, I'll just send you a copy. I'll shoot a copy over to you, a digital copy. So you can open that and read it, Brad. Having that subscription site though, or a continuity site, which is what it's called is a lot of work and very difficult to maintain. Now here's why. Now just think about it. I mean, if you've been a member of one where you're paying $5 a month, if you're on the providing end of it, you'll find out real quickly. It doesn't matter if people are paying $5 a month or $500 a month. They don't think like they're getting enough. 
that just goes with the territory. If they're paying monthly, if they're paying $5 a month, you know, for coaching tips, they're going to expect to have full access to you 40 hours a week or 24 hours a day, seven days a week with the $5 a month, which obviously isn't reasonable, but that's just kind of the feeling that people have if they're paying anything. There've been a whole lot of people that have tried to figure this thing out, subscription sites, and have decided it doesn't work well at all. Chris Brogan, who's a very popular blogger, he and Julian Smith wrote the book, Trust Agents. He had a membership site and I was a part of that. It was on blogging tips, I think it was. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, but it was a membership site where you paid X number of dollars a month. And I know it was a lot more than five, but anyway, he just dumped that. Just decided it wasn't worth it. He just discontinued it. And there's countless others who have done the same. Now I commend you on wanting to work with the church, but I would suspect that your TV and video skills would serve you best in creating extra income that you need. I would go there. I would do something with that rather than trying to create a continuity site. It'll be a whole lot less work, especially since you already have the skills to do the TV and video work. I would encourage you just to do great and notable work on the side and Hey, the church will be more likely to want to use more of your talents as they see your success on the side. Got some great examples of that, but I'm sure you can uh, find those as well. But that's what I would encourage you to use your TV and video skills themselves to generate the money you need for your own income rather than going through the many, many headaches that you'll have if you try to start a membership site of any kind. Dan, this comes from Roy. Dan, I have two questions today. First question, every time I've tried to negotiate salary, it has never gotten me anywhere. Now I've been at my current job for about eight years, so it's been a while since I tried a new job salary negotiation. When I started this job, I asked for an extra $1,500 a year and was simply told they could not change it so I ended up starting at 34,005 a year back then I make more now. So does anyone ever really get anything extra by asking or do they have to be in a really strong position? I simply needed or wanted to get a new job at the time. So I would take it anyways. Even now I'm not very high up in my field. Is it that once you get more experience, is that when you can really negotiate or maybe when you're looking at a small versus larger company in my experience, the pay Benefits vacation from a new job have always been just to take it or leave it. I don't think in this economy, anyone would be in a strong enough position to even think to ask for more money or more time off when looking to start a new job. Well, Roy, I am happy to share with you that, uh, this is not only possible, it's being done every day. It really is. This has nothing to do with the economy. It has nothing to do with, you know, uh, technology. It has to do with doing a great job in the interview and getting to the point where the company really, really wants to have you on board. I mean, that's the key. It's does the company really want you badly? And if you've done a great interview, like I lay out the steps in 48 days to the work you love, then I would expect you to get to the point where the company absolutely has to have you. That's when you're in a position where they've gone through the interviewing process. They've narrowed down. They've decided they want you. Then you're in a position of strength. Now you're not there in the first three minutes of the first interview. If you start then saying, gee, what kind of vacation am I going to get? You know, it'll put you in a really weak position, but if you've gone through the process and they've 
offered you whatever it is, believe me, that's the beginning offer. A company would be foolish to offer you the max that they have available in the first offer. I mean, it's like going into a car lot and a guy comes out and says, well, yeah, man, we got to have, you know, $21,000 for that car. Do you think that's actually the bottom line? No, you may be able to walk out of there, you know, with it at 17,000. You negotiate once you decide you want the car and obviously he wants to sell it. That's a, so, but it's a similar kind of process when you're getting a job. When a company decides they want you, then you're in a position to negotiate. And yes, people are getting bumps every day. Got a note here from Tim in Knoxville. Tim says, now we get these in every single day. Trust me. Only, he says, only 45 days after getting the 48 days material, I received a job offer from a television station in Knoxville. It's the work I love where I want to live. By applying the disciplines found in 48 days to the work you love, their initial budget salary, now what they offered him, grew another 58% to the judge at stage. Thank you for your invaluable service. Now, Tim did exactly what I described in there, a negotiating salary. So their initial offer grew another 58%. I don't know the exact figures, but let's say that, you know, they offered him 50,000. Well, what we're talking about is he ended up, ended up at, what, at 80. That is not an unrealistic thing. As young gal, Laura, who uh, I helped her go out on a job interview and she, um, what she did was went on a job interview. It was posted at, it was posted at $32,500 is what it was posted at. She went out on the interview, convinced them she was the person for the job. She came out with a $52,000 package because they wanted her. Yes. This don't, don't think that just be, that times have changed that in this economy, you can't negotiate for salary. That's absolutely not true. Well, Roy has a second question. He says, I'm talking about goals for 2012. Can you give an example? Would something like this count as a goal? I will be taking a class starting in January that should get me close with some extra study to pass the exam to get a new Cisco certification, CCNA security with the goal to take the class and then pass the certification exam count as a goal. I think it does. Just wanted to bounce it off the goal master. Well, Roy, absolutely. That's a great example of a goal where you're going to take some classes to get a new certification. Bam. Great goal. Very tangible, very specific. All you need with that is a timeline. And you say here, you're going to be taking the class in January. Yes, that absolutely is a great example of a goal. If you want to have an overview of anyone of you are listening and don't have a clear sense of how you set goals in these different areas, again, go to the resources tab on 48days.com. There's a drop down there of worksheets and you can download what is a, a, a worksheet for your goals, the different areas where you can put in your goals and identify very clearly what it is that you want to accomplish in specific areas. Well, Mike, uh, Michael, I guess it would be an unusual spelling. Michael from Tulsa says, Dan, I love your show. Look forward to your podcast each week. My question is I'm wanting to start my own shirt or clothing company, but I'm having trouble finding resources other than forums on the subject. Can you recommend any book in this industry, how to get started? PS your podcast, give me hope, keep up the great work. Well, uh, Michael, do lots of due diligence. 
That's just a term that we use. If I'm going to open up a ice cream joint in Franklin, Tennessee, due diligence, D-U-E diligence is the work that I'm going to do to discover what's already being done in that area. What's been the success of people who have tried it and not succeeded. So I'm going to figure out, okay, they have a Ben and Jerry's, they've got a Baskin Robbins, and now they've got a sweet CC's, which is a really hot new uh, frozen yogurt concept. So I'm going to know all those things. That's the same thing you need to do. Who else is, is starting a shirt company out there, has a shirt company? Where else are things available like you would have? Now, when you say you want to start a shirt company, I'm not sure if you're wanting to make shirts or sell shirts that someone else has already made. Now, hear me loud and clear. The money is made in the selling, not in the making. You can make shirts, do a great job and make 50 cents an hour as a result of your labor. But you can have shirts if you can figure out how to sell them, you can make a million dollars next year. So if you want to design shirts, start with things like cafepress.com or zazzle.com. Uh, those are sites where you can design shirts with no cost to you at all. You design them and they put them up for sale. And if people purchase them, then they create them and you get a share of the money. It's a very low cost or low risk model for how you can get your toes wet in that industry. But again, I would, I would struggle to encourage you to start a shirt manufacturing company. There are places around the world where people are paid very little compared to what labor we expect here in the United States. Now it may be reasonable for where they are, but you're going to have a hard time competing with that in the making. If you want to sell them, figure out great ways to sell them. Sure. You can be real successful doing that. Jason from San Francisco says, Dan, I've been listening to your podcast. It looks like this is going to be the last one for today's show. Again, this is Dan Miller and a 48 days online radio show. Jason from San Francisco says, uh, I've been bored with my tech writing job for a long time. Now the pay is good and I don't know what else to do. So it's hard to leave as a hobby. I've been podcasting about a TV show. I'm a big fan of I've been able to interview most of the actors from the show, and I even got to be an extra for an episode. I'm loving podcasting. It's so much fun, but I make no money doing it, and I don't know if or how I could turn it into a career aside from being a husband and father. Podcasting is the only thing that lights my fire these days. Can I turn podcasting into a fruitful career, or should I stick with my secure yet boring day job? <laughs> well, Jason, yeah, you can, you can use podcasting as part of your business model. Now that's, uh, I want to emphasize that. I mean, podcasting itself, can you make money doing that? It's going to be a struggle. I mean, when you start loading up with advertising, you're going to start losing listeners because listeners like podcasts because they don't have to listen to those boring commercials. So if you start doing that, you're going to diminish your audience. And I wouldn't encourage you to do that, but you can use podcasting as a very powerful tool to help build an audience that then will come to your workshops, buy your products. You know, you can send them to affiliate links. I mean, there's tons of things you can do if you build an audience and that's what you do with a podcast of any kind. Now you need to check out my buddy, Cliff Ravenscraft. He's my podcast coach has given me invaluable help in refining and growing my own pod podcast audience. He is the podcast answer man. 
He heads up a podcasting group on 48days.net. And he had his initial podcast was based on the show Lost. And all of a sudden he had 60,000 people who were downloading his podcast. He used that audience to springboard into a very, very profitable business that he does today. He's coaching other people. He's doing other podcasts. He's consulting. He's selling equipment. He's doing all kinds of things around podcasting, just like you're suggesting doing here. And yes, you absolutely can do that. Another one of our Active 48 Days members, Andy Traub, just signed up four new authors where he's going to be producing their podcast. So his knowledge about podcasting opened the door for him to be the expert to help some authors get up and running for their own podcast. Hey, that's the way you do it. Well, this is Dan Miller. Hey, you've been listening to 48 Days Online Radio. We're going to go out today with a little seasonal music here from our old buddy Frank Sinatra. You know, I want you to enjoy the season. Get excited about the beginning of a brand new year. No matter what this year's been, there's something exciting and invigorating about beginning a new year. All beginnings are hopeful. Make 2012 your best year yet. Let us know what you're doing. Shoot a note to me. Go to the podcast link at 48days.com. We'd love to hear from you. Get involved in 48days.net community. You can connect with other people there who are on the same path as you are in finding or creating work that is meaningful, fulfilling, and profitable. Have a great week. Our troubles will be miles away. Here we are as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends, who are dear to us gather near to us once more through the years we all will be together if the fates allow hang a shining star Upon the highest bar